Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman, a collaborative podcast with Pass It On Network. This program is brought to you by all of Community Services. Seniors deserve to have a fulfilling life with dignity and respect, but as we transition into our elderhood years, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here is Phyllis Amon. Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, presenting informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, your host. The show, which began in September of 2019, was formerly known as Voices for Elder Care Advocacy, and the library of all of the episodes can be found on the Voice America Empowerment Channel under the name Seniors Straight Talk. They can also be downloaded on popular podcast platforms. The show is now also syndicated on the Voice America Influencers Channel, so please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. For those listeners who are in what I call SOS mode, stressed, overwhelmed, and stretched, watch out for my upcoming free Caregiver Distress Recovery Challenge, helping caregivers find a path to bringing much-needed self-care into their daily routine. It features empathy, my registered trademark, which is also the basis of a self-care commitment letter, and teaches strategies from my proprietary framework for self-care, self-kindness, self-compassion, and self-forgiveness that will help you feel recharged and re-energized as you face life's challenges. Family members considering taking on the role of caregiver or those just beginning the caregiver journey can find valuable information in my course, A Caregiver Guide for Caregivers, A Caregiving Guide for Caregivers, The Basic. My latest book, Dignity and Respect, Are Our Aging Parents Getting What They Deserve, is available on Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. The book addresses critical information about how we care for and treat our elder citizens in our families, our communities, in nursing homes, and assisted living residences. And I'm honored that Dr. Bill Thomas wrote the foreword for the book. So I hope you'll purchase a copy and encourage your friends and colleagues to do the same. Senior Straight Talk is proud of the collaborative partnership with the Pass It On Network, a global peer learning network for positive aging advocates and a member of the United Nations Open-Ended Working Group on Aging. Senior Straight Talk and the Pass It On Network Continue bringing listeners informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm proud to have Olive Community Services, a nonprofit organization in Fullerton, California, as a Senior Straight Talk sponsor. Olive Community Services is dedicated to providing culturally appropriate services to the diverse senior population. And I'd like to welcome the newest sponsor to Senior Straight Talk, Active Pure Technology, an active patent technology that is the clean air solution for COVID pollution. Active Pure Technology delivers measurable and guaranteed results, giving you the peace of mind to know that you are providing a safe environment and the best protection for the people you care for, whether in your business or in your home. And now I'd like to introduce to you today's guest. As co-founder of Accelerated Health, 
Our guest champions the fight for personal health, self-care, and longevity. She and her husband have created protocols using cutting-edge technology that empowers the body to heal itself at a cellular level. Accelerated Health Protocols combines with biohacks and technology disrupt and dismantle the outdated and obsolete methodologies of both wellness and alternative systems of healthcare and treatments. Our guest is an age reversal expert, neuroregenerative coach, speaker, publisher, and author of the upcoming book, Your DNA is Not Your Destiny, scheduled for release in spring 2022. Her focus is on Alzheimer's prevention and recovery. She has said that women are at the epicenter of the Alzheimer's crisis, and it is time to stand up and be at the heart of the solution. She and her husband have a movement entitled Alzheimer's Recovery is Real and a Facebook group by the same name. So I'd like to introduce you to Simone Kavalheim. Hi, Simone. Thanks so much for being here with me today. Oh, thank you for the invitation. It's, it's a delight to be here. So I'm interested in hearing about your journey, how you got to this point. I know it has something to do with your dad, and I'm sure there are many listeners out there who have older parents who probably have experienced something similar to what you experienced with your dad and, would, and you know, will we'll find tremendous support in your story. So please go ahead and tell us all about it. Well, you know, they say that out of a mess comes a mission or out of a mess comes a message. And it was out of the mess that was the diagnosis of our dad having Alzheimer's and dementia literally overnight that has led us to now live a purpose-driven life and having a movement called Alzheimer's Recovery is Real and being able to prevent Alzheimer's. So my dad was diagnosed, as I said, literally overnight. He exhibited some interesting symptoms, one of which was overnight his urine became traffic light green. And that led us to take him to hospital. He had a whole barrage of tests. And then after four days, they said, your dad has Alzheimer's and dementia. And I said, how can that be? That's the wrong answer. That's not what we need to know. They said, well, look, there's nothing we can do about it. You've got to take him to a mental institution. And I thought, my goodness, a mental institution, that's a bit harsh. Anyway, they sent us off because we thought we'd go and have a look. And as I said to you earlier, the institution they sent us to was right in the heart of Newport, which is a beautiful area close to the beach. And it turned out to be like a homeless shelter on steroids. It made that movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, look like paradise. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> had people, you know, on one side of the room were dribbling and on the other side they were totally um, not there. Uh, you know, they'd left the room. Right. Right. They were in the room, but they left the room. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, the lights were on in some cases. But <laughs> nobody was there. Right, I My and I decided, you know what, this was not the answer. So we went back to the hospital and I said to the doctor, have you ever been there? And he said, no. I said, how dare you send us to a place you've never been before? So with that, you know, my husband will tell you, and I, and I say this with humor, he tells people, my wife speaks bitch in many languages. 
what he really means is I advocate strongly. When I feel for something, I will put, I'll go boots and all. Right. I knew what my father, his rights were. I knew what our rights were. And I said, this is not what's going to happen. Took responsibility for his care, took him to a rehab center. And I know this is in line with one of your books. You know, took him to a rehab center on the understanding that we were going to bring him home that we were going to learn how to take care of him. Because here he was, 94, thinking that Lincoln was the president, he was on 13 medications, couldn't walk, was in a wheelchair, and needed oxygen. Right. So we brought him home, again, not really knowing what we signed up for, but knowing that everything that doctors had told us, that Alzheimer's recovery was not possible, that we should just put him in a home, suck it up, and there's nothing that can be done about it, all of that was considered the wrong answer. For you, right. For us, absolutely. Yes. Purely because we were not prepared to buy into the rhetoric that's out there. Right. You know, and of course, I'm a firm believer that God creates this amazing piece of architecture for us. All we're required to do is take good care of it, be good stewards of it. So it meant looking back at what he'd possibly been doing lifestyle-wise, and seeing how we could alter that, change that, and bring about changes. And so I had the opportunity to study epigenetics, because again, my husband, whose father it was, was very concerned. He said, well, if my dad's got Alzheimer's, and they say Alzheimer's is genetic, what does that bode for me in the future? Right. So we did that research and discovered the science of epigenetics. And this was like the heavens had opened. You know, the science that your DNA is not your destiny, that through lifestyle changes, that you can tweak genes operation. You can switch on some and switch off some. And all of that can lead to a long, healthy life. Right. Go out like a flame. Right. Not live in a box. Not knowing who you are, where you are, and who loves you for 10 years, dribbling and being right. incontinent, but to actually come back to life. Right. Know who you are, where you are, and that people love you, and to go home. Because, you know, that's one thing that seniors really are most adamant about. When they get into hospital or a nursing home, they want to go home. Absolutely. I mean, I've worked in over 50 nursing homes, so I certainly hear and see that all the time. And I, I know how I would feel about it. I, um, I, I think it's, um, you know, uh, there's, um, I've been writing it when I started a blog again, uh, several uh, weeks ago, and uh, it's called the senior scape. And I started talking about longevity and healthy aging, which is so important right now. The United Nations has actually declared this the decade of healthy aging. And I attended a webinar a few weeks ago between the UK and Europe, uh, and they are forming an alliance around healthy aging because obviously the, the number of people living longer is, is increasing. And the, the longer we can keep them healthy, uh, the longer, the, the more beneficial it will be for our healthcare systems and, and for them themselves. And they're also forming alliances in the United States. And, and in starting to write about longevity, I started writing about blue zones. Yes, yes. And there is a blue zone in La Jolla, California, uh, no, Loma Linda, California. Correct. 
And uh, the first one, I believe, was in Japan. There's one in Costa Rica. But there are uh, cities around the United States that are embracing blue blue zone living and blue zone lifestyle. And I think that that really is consistent with the whole concept of longevity. What do you think about that? Well, you know, the whole thing is when I look at for instance, Alzheimer's and dementia, people have always said that's a sign of old age. It's not a sign of old age because people at 50 have Alzheimer's. That's true. It's early onset. Right. Read that little blurb that I said, you know, women are at the epicenter of Alzheimer's. We know that every 65 seconds, somebody's diagnosed with Alzheimer's. In the United States. Three are women. Right. Two out of three caregivers are women. Right. So we know that Alois Alzheimer did his research on a woman that's 55, and I am 65. And I think to myself, you know, 65, we haven't even really got started. Right. If you're 125, you know, I'm just getting warmed up. Uh-huh. I'm with you. I'm with you. You know how many people have said to me, I'll be 69 in a few weeks. And how many people have said to me, like, uh, what they've been saying for years, when are you going to retire? I say, retire from what? I mean, <laughs> I don't see that. I mean, I have so much more I want to accomplish. I can't even think of such a thing. But I think that's where that whole thing of longevity comes into play that, you know, yes, we are wanting to live longer. We're wanting to have more purpose-driven lives. We can have that in our golden years, in our 60s. We can start to manifest that. And we actually become a very important part of the community. They've done a lot of research that has come through in the last couple of years to show that people in their 60s and 70s are extremely important for the economy. Oh, yes. The longevity economy, I'll just, I I don't know if you know the exact dollar amount, but the longevity economy is worth $8.3 trillion. It's the third largest economy in the world. Yes. And so to keep us, you know, it's not a matter of keeping us alive. It's keeping us healthy. Correct. It's a wellness concept. You know, that word health, I always tend to think of healthcare. And for me, that means sick care. Right. When I think of wellness, I think of vitality. I think of lifeliness. I think of being able to do things unaided, without medication. You know, I've always wondered why, as you can tell, I have a bit of an accent. So I'm originally from Zimbabwe. So I came here and I thought, when they started to say that people at 55 are seniors, I thought, 55, a senior? Why? Right. Well, because they want to start you getting into the, the routine of getting into a box. Correct. The Correct. The box is you take your blood pressure and your cholesterol to give you something, right? So I could never understand that. And so I'm one of those people, and I know you are the same, that I'm advocating for keeping us out of the boxes. Because when you get in the box, the instructions for that box are on the outside. Right. I like to fully engage with the instructions. And so the instructions are how to stay out of the box, how to live a life of vitality, to be able to contribute, and also to be able to expand. You know, I look back at my mother-in-law. She was 90 when she passed away. She went to the gym in the morning. She paid her taxes at lunchtime. And that night she had a massive hemorrhagic stroke. Oh, my. The woman that was on the Internet. She used to do emails. She could do PowerPoint. She could do Excel. 
I hate Excel, right? <laughs> so do I. <laughs> and so people tend to think, oh, well, you know, when you're 65, you don't know how to use a computer, which is right. Rubbish. It is rubbish. And there's no reason why we can't continue to expand. So I'm all about the vitality and expansion. Because, you know, I don't know if I told you this, when I, I f did first year medicine, and in Zimbabwe, to get into second year, you had to do an autopsy. But let me tell you, I could barely pull apart frogs. Right. <laughs> I had to come and do work on a cadaver. I failed miserably. But from then on, I'd always been interested in health. And so when I look back at what we learned, you know, in the 70s about genetics, it's almost obsolete. You right. know, they told us that we had a finite number of brain cells and that if you went out on a, on a bender, you'd wipe out those brain cells. Lo and behold, what state you're going to be when you're 65, right? Exactly. You know that the brain is the most regenerative organ if we give it the right stuff, the right, right. messaging, the right nutrients the right exercises, we can continue to grow our brain. So there's no reason why we should decay because that's what aging is about. Traditional aging, going through those boxes, is that you decay. Right. We don't decay. We just need to come and have a time when we meet our maker in our glory. Listen, I agree with you. I have, um, you know, I have written about this quite a bit that, you know, at different stages of life, when you're a senior, it's something to be admired and, and applauded. So when you're a senior in high school, that's an accomplishment. When you're a senior in college, that's another accomplishment, right? Um, when, you're, when you reach your 20s, uh, you know, that's an, another level of accomplishment. And your 30s and your 40s, right? But now as you're getting older, right, or going up in years, I try not to use the word old in any context. I, it's, it takes time to, to change your vernacular. Um, all of a sudden it changes. And now it's a decline. It's not an ascent anymore. It's nothing that's celebrated. It's, um, you know, like you're on the other side of the hill. Yeah. We used to say over the hill, right? And I say, why are we not just continuing to advance, to climb to that zenith as we continue on our journey, on our life's journey? So we're really, it's an uphill climb. It's not a downhill descent. It's an uphill climb. And I think if we would think about it that way, that, and if we start to have young people think about it that way, they themselves will, will internalize thinking about aging in a different fashion. And before we go to break, I'll just tell you that, uh, you know, from I embraced the idea of our future selves um, along with many other people for many years. And then just a few months ago, I came up with this idea that that really is something too distant in the future. It's something outside of ourselves, something we don't really think about or don't want to think about. And it, not only that, it's the antithesis of mindfulness, right? Mm -hmm. So I came up with this concept that we're really all emerging or evolving elders. And if we can instill in young people the idea that this is an active process that lives inside of them and inside of all of us, and it's something to be attained, then hopefully that could 
possibly dispel some of the ageist attitudes that we have in our society. I think that's perfect because we need to be valued. Correct. Putting value back back where it belongs. I, I agree. So we're going to take a short break and we'll be right, right back on Senior Straight Talk, sponsored by Active Pure Technology, and uh, having this wonderful conversation with Simone Kavalhain. And uh, we'll be back in a few, so stay tuned. Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high-quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. All of Community Services is a 501c3 that provides culturally appropriate services to seniors, their family, and the community. Through their interactive programs, Olive engages participants physically and mentally with a focus on building strength, mobility, and mental health. To learn more, get involved, or make a donation, visit olivecs.org. Together, let's live, learn, and thrive. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the host at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now, back to Senior Straight Talk. Welcome back to Senior Straight Talk, sponsored by Active Pure Technology. And I'm continuing this wonderful com- conversation with Simone Kavalheim on um, longevity and wellness and um, Alzheimer's disease, which uh, all of this stemmed from an interesting story with her father-in-law. So I'm sure that you have much more to tell Simone about what you've discovered about how you proceeded to care for your father-in-law and then, you know, moving forward, what you've discovered about Alzheimer's disease and, and what people can do alternatively if they so chose. Absolutely. Thank you. So, yes, the story was, as you said, about my dad. And through the technology and the epigenetics, we were able, within nine months, we had him back, which was phenomenal. And in that time, I discovered a technology which I've shared with you, which is called LifeWave. LifeWave is a company, it's 15 years old, and they have produced a technology called photobiomodulation. And, you know, if we were to talk about this maybe even five years ago, and if I was to show you that all it is is a disc, it's the size of a quarter, and it's white, and you put it on your body, and it's made from bioengineered nanocrystals that are configured to relate to a light frequency that comes from your body, people would have thrown their hands up in horror and said, you know what, this is too woo-woo for me. (laughs) It's woo-woo, right. It's outer space woo-woo, right. Exactly. It's Star Trek. 
Right. Uh, Very Star Trekky. And then I'll tell you that the, the scientist behind this is an absolute avid lover of Star Trek. <laughs> with the bed beds that you see in Star Trek, he has a technology to do what those do. Oh, wow. For the military. Because he originally was part of a think tank with DARPA. And that's how he created these life wave patches. And so he created a patch called X39. And when I spoke to him and said, do you have something for Alzheimer's and dementia? And he said, no, because we don't make medical claims. We can't say we have a cure. Right. So I said, okay. He said, come to the office and I'll put together a protocol. So with that, he created a protocol for me, which I applied for my dad, combined with lifestyle changes. Because I must tell you, Alzheimer's and dementia is like having a roof with 36 holes. There's not going to be one medication that can block up all the holes. Right. It's going to take a lot of things. And one of those things is lifestyle changes. It is what you eat. It is what you drink. It is whether or not you fast. It is whether or not you sleep. And it is whether or not you can enhance the body's ability to heal itself. So these patches do exactly that. So within nine months, I had anecdotal evidence that it worked on my dad, the whole protocol. And then within another three months at an event, David unveiled the fact that our patches, now there's clinical evidence that we can reverse cognitive decline. And with that, you know, the rest is history. I now work with people around the world, my husband and I, where we take people that have mild cognitive decline, MCI, or any form of Alzheimer's and dementia, and we do what is called an epigenetic test. In other words, we do a deep dive. You know, when you go to a doctor today, they've only got seven minutes for you. Yeah, please. And within the first three minutes, they're trying to decide what medication they to should to give you. Yes, absolutely. We do, we do the antithesis of that. We spend an hour and we want to know everything about what, you know, did you fall off a horse? Did you fall off a right, bike? Right. When you were a kid, because, you know, when you do an MRI, it could still be scarring there. We want to know why. And we talk about testing because in the past, people didn't want to be tested when it came to Alzheimer's and dementia. They go, I don't want to know because they were told there was nothing they could do. Correct. So we talk about the blood markers, the testing that you can do that can actually change the trajectory of your life. It's as simple as that. So we put it there. We create a protocol for each and every client based on who they are because we know we all have different fingerprints, we all have different shaped ears, uh, our mouth shape is different, there's all sorts of parts of us that are unique that um, actually identify how certain products and medications work with us. So combined with the DNA test, we customize a protocol. And that's what we do. And so LifeWave is an important part of that. And people can find LifeWave. You can only buy it through a distributor. It's, um, it's not a medication, but it's a class one medical device. And I know you'll put a link as to how they can get this. Correct. But the important thing is that it works on light therapy. You know, when we look back through the history books, light therapy has been around more than 3,000 years. Correct. This is now, we're at a point where science and woo-woo come together and because the woo-woo is validated by science, we now have a scientific name. It's called photobiomodulation. Right. And that now brings credence and credibility to what has always been happening and that is 
that the body can heal itself mm. based on using the body as a light source, as the energy source to enable it to heal. Because, you know, food and light are all signals for the body to heal. Right. When we take medications, some of the body's ability to heal, well, a lot of the body's ability to heal is damaged or hampered or prevented. So Absolutely. To enable the body to do what it's supposed to do, which is, I always say, the body can heal itself if we give it the right signals, the right information, the right food, the right thoughts. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was at an event where I met someone that uh, works with you. She put us in touch with each other. And uh, she put one of the patches on me uh, just to experience it. I don't know. I don't know what I was supposed to be experiencing. It was, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel, I didn't feel any different. I didn't feel like I was going to be transported to outer space. I didn't. Oh, just as well. Although that might've been considering the event I was, uh, no, no, I'm only kidding. But, but um, no, seriously speaking, um, you know, I, I think it's important for people to know that, that this is not something that, that you put on yourself and that something happens to you or you're going to feel something that's negative or, I didn't even know it was on me. And the next day when I took a shower, so I took a shower the next morning, right? And then I had seen her uh, later on that day. And I, you know, like the back of my neck was something like was uh, rubbing against it. And I said, oh my God, this patch is still on. I had no idea. So I, I just want people to know it's not like you feel anything or something's going to happen to you. Um, so how does it work in that respect? Well, first of all, it's a patch. It's not transdermal. So nothing goes into the skin. Right. And I think what she placed on you is an X39, which is our active stem cell activator. What this does is it acts through the light. It activates your copper peptide that stimulates your own stem cells. You know, when the sperm meets the ovum, they join together, they have a party, they create a bunch of stem cells, and that develops into the fetus. So a stem cell is the building block of humanity. Correct. And as we, as we mature, we lose the capacity to regenerate younger stem cells. This actually activates dormant stem cells in your skin and reages them and deploys them around the body. And just as well, we don't always feel things because, you know, if we felt every ache and pain in our body, we would be a bundle of nerves and we'd be a mess. Oh, absolutely. So we know through blood markers and through testing that these X39 activation of stem cells sell, send stem cells to where they need to be deployed. And right now, you know, we're going through a situation, a health situation, where lungs are being compromised. So stem cells go to the lungs first. Mm-hmm. So you might, might have needed them there not knowing that you needed stem cell activation there. But when it comes to Alzheimer's and dementia, and this is the thing that was so exciting for me, was being able to give my dad a protocol that would regrow neurons, mm. regrow brain cells, so that his cognition came back. 
not everybody's going to be at that level of chronic disease. You know, we have a patch you put on the back of your neck that activates and reduces inflammation. And we know, for instance, that stress can enter the body at the speed of thought. Right. When you put this patch on the back of your neck, and there's a test that we do, we can show you that we can reduce inflammation and stress at the speed of light. Wow. And, and so and there's... Sorry, not to interrupt you, but I, I was going to say many years ago, I, I learned that almost all of the adverse reactions that you have are really infl- inflammatory responses. So, and I use the word reactions as opposed to the word illnesses because even a headache, even a cold, even the slightest um, symptom like that uh, is actually an inflammatory response. Absolutely. You know, inflammation is necessary or the response is necessary because the response sends out signals to your stem cells. Correct. Yeah. But it's when we have that response over a sustained period of time, it's kind of like having living in California with the fires raging all year round. Right. That's what inflammation is, chronic inflammation. And then people take things like ibuprofen, acetaminophen, Aleve, to quell the fire, not realizing that all that's doing is making us not realize that the fire is still raging. Right. Our body is still having to deal with it. But as far as being aware of it, we're no longer aware of it. Right. It's just, it just masks the symptoms. It just masks the symptoms. Correct. And, you know, when I look back, I think, you know, we used to go to the doctor to look at things that were acute. You'd go and he'd give, write your prescription for something if you needed a prescription. And it would be for seven days. And he wouldn't say, come in and see me in three months and I will rewrite the prescription. Right. It was never like that. Now we're in a situation where disease is chronic. Correct. Yes, we need doctors for the acute piece. You know, if you've got appendicitis, you break a leg, you need something removed. Yes. But when it comes to things like diabetes, that is chronic disease. That is inflammation of the highest level over a sustained period of time doing lot and it's all lifestyle related and then you add medication to that and you've got a cascade right it's that cascade that leads you to go from one box to another as we said not knowing what the instructions are right right and um you know i've said this for for many uh, years and i'm sure you've experienced this as well and i tell this to people when very often when they say oh they they're feeling this, that, or the other way, and they're going to go to the doctor. I don't know when I've really been to a doctor last. I guess I shouldn't say that because um, people would say that's kind of a crazy thing. But um, I say, well, when you go to the doctor, what's one of the first things they do, <laughs> especially if you go in with some kind of issue or complaint is, they take out their prescription pad. At least that's been my experience. I can't say that of all doctors, but either that or they give you give you a sample of something. And not so much anymore. They used to. And I have taken those samples home and read them. I could think of two or three specific situations. And I said, I am never taking this thing. 
this is absolute craziness. So, but there are many people and even uh, friends of mine, they'll tell me they went to the doctor and they're taking X, Y, Z. I say, why? What is it for? They say, I don't know. These are like intelligent people. And I say, how could you have allowed the doctor to give you something and not ask them, him, him or her why or what it's for? I just don't understand that. You know, that reminds me so much of what I learned with my dad. You know, you'd take him to the doctor and they'd say, now fill out the list of medications and do you know what they're for? And he wouldn't know what they were for. And they'd be prescribed by a myriad of doctors. Right. One part of the body for the right. lungs, for, for the kidneys, for his knee, not ever looking at the whole body and the side effects. And this is what's really interesting, as you said, intelligent people will get a prescription, they'll go to the pharmacy, have it filled, and take it religiously. Correct. Never saying to the doctor, okay, I want to look at the clinical trials. Right. Where are the peer-reviewed studies? Right. right. Um, are there any survivors that have been on this for 25 years? <laughs> right. right? You know, classic is uh, my dad was on a proton pump inhibitor for 25 years. Oh, my. To leaky gut, which causes all manner of havoc between the brain-blood barrier and leads to Alzheimer's and dementia. And he was on that because they said he had acid reflux. Right. Listen, I remember my son. He was 15, I think it was. He had some issues with his knee. And uh, he had had surgery. He actually had a tumor, uh, thankfully a benign tumor. And then he was, um, they didn't know why. He, he was in continuous pain for a period of time. And we went to all kinds of doctors. We went to one doctor. I actually still talk about this man. He was at the Hospital of Special Surgery. He, there aren't many doctors that would say what this, this doctor said. He said, um, I know you came here to hear something brilliant. I really don't have any answers for you. I don't know why. I, I mean, that was the most fantastic thing I think a doctor ever said to me. And he just charged me some menial amount of money um, and, and sent me on our way. But he did go to somebody else who prescribed. I don't, I, even if I remembered the name, I wouldn't say what it was. But I do remember that when we looked it up and years later that this drug was taken off the market because it was, it was really very dangerous. And here they prescribed it to my son who was, um, I don't know, 16 or something, 16 or 17. But, you know, we both had the presence. Actually, I think it was he who had the presence of mind that said, I'm not taking this. This is, this is craziness. Um, so I think that very often, and not all doctors, but and for older people, that's why geriatricians are trained really uh, in a different way than doctors who do not specialize in older adults because they do, they are supposed to look at all those interrelationships of medications and look at the whole person um, in a different way because a body that is 80 years of age, because I liken it to a car, if you have a car with 80,000 miles, I don't care how well you've taken care of it, it still has run 80,000 miles and it's different than a car 
with 10,000 miles. And so geriatricians specialize in looking at the medications, the interrelationships, the conditions, uh, or hopefully so. Well, you know, it's interesting when you speak about the car. If you asked anybody, would they put a Coke and a Snickers bar in a car? No, of course not. not, So even when you've got a car that's 80 years old, a body that's 80 years old, it still doesn't mean you should be putting Coke (laughs) and cookies in it. You know, you've got to be even more cautious about what you put into that body. Absolutely. So it's when you look at the medication between having a car that's 80, done 80,000 miles on, you know, high octane gas and 80,000 miles on water and, and petroleum mixed and it's not the right formula. Right, right, right. That's where that whole medication comes in. And then people say, oh, well, my doctor took me off my medication that I've been on for 25 years, but now he's given me this one. Right, right. So, well, what's that for? Well, I don't know. Right, exactly. And then we know that there's medications that people are being put on. They're being told they have to be on it for life. And that sort of puts a sense of fear. Absolutely. I I can't get off it. Well, of course you can get off it if if you're empowered. Let's look at empowering you to make that decision. And as you mentioned before we came on air, about helping people make empowered decisions. Right. Knowing what they're taking, what they're doing so that they can make informed decisions. That informed decision is paramount. Absolutely, I I couldn't agree more. And um, it's it's not as if you're going to get information on every disease out there or every situation because you don't know what's going to come your way. But um, I think something like this, because there are so many people who are you know, an Alzheimer's diagnosis is, 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 you know, instills tremendous fear in people. Um, you know, it's funny. You said that people don't want to know. If you asked me if I would want to know, I think the answer is no. Um, interesting. Big, interesting. Even though you can reverse it. It's, uh, yeah, yes. But I think that uh, if people are listening to this, and start to look into this to be proactive so that in the event this does happen or they, they do encounter this diagnosis, they have some knowledge behind it rather than, uh, you know, moving from a place of fear and thinking that it's doomed. You know, there's a gal, um, I should introduce you to her. She has a, uh, a radio show called Alzheimer's Speaks. And when her mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, they told her, I don't remember how many years they told her, five years, seven years, 10 years, whatever. You know, everybody is different, as we know. And I believe her mother lived like 25 or 30 years with it. So every person is different. And uh, it isn't an immediate death sentence. It is, as you say, there are people who have something called early onset. So people think this is something that happens to people when they're in their 70s or 80s or 90s, that is not correct? You know, I think people should be more concerned about getting a diagnosis that they're pre-diabetic. 
because when you're told you're pre-diabetic, you're just told to get put. They put you on a little bit of medication, and they send you home. And they say when you get worse, then we'll look at what else you need. Right. Instead of saying you're pre-diabetic, you need to make lifestyle changes now. Correct. And if you make your lifestyle changes when you're pre-diabetic, you never become diabetic, you don't get Alzheimer's and dementia, you don't get cardiovascular disease, and you can live a healthy life. So it's not about getting a test to see if you have Alzheimer's or not. You should be more concerned when somebody says you're pre-diabetic. Right. Because all of those things left unchecked end up you being in a box with your family having spent a lot of money trying to accommodate you. You don't know who they are. You don't know who loves you. You're there alone. You're isolated. And your family don't know what to do. And they only have memories of you dribbling in a mess. Who wants that? Uh, uh, absolutely. Well, Simone, this has been absolutely fantastic. I, I, um, I, I'm sure the listeners will derive a lot of wonderful information. Can you uh, tell us how people could find out about LifeWave or get in touch with you or any links to any websites or anything that, that you can provide? Well, first off, you know, we have a group called Alzheimer's Recovery is Real. And this is for people who have family members that have Alzheimer's, if you're a caregiver of someone who has Alzheimer's, or even if you just think that you've got a, you might have um, the capacity or propensity to have Alzheimer's. So that's everybody. We welcome everybody to join our Facebook group and we share strategies and protocols. So that's the first thing. And you can find me under my name, Simone Cavalheim. When it comes to getting the LifeWave patches, you can contact me. And I know you're going to put in your um, information how they can contact me. But the place to go to would be lifewave.com forward slash keep smiling. Oh, I love that. Lifewave.com forward slash keep smiling. Because, you know, keeping smiling is such an integral part to us keeping young and activating those important pieces of the brain. And so you can't, you know, you can't be sad. You can't be depressed if you keep smiling. Well, it's interesting that you say that because smiling and laughter and smiling is really the only way we get blood flow and exercise our cheeks. Absolutely. Yes, because otherwise we really we really don't stimulate the the blood flow in our cheeks. So it really is the act of smiling or laughing that really does that. And, you know, it's that release of endorphins. You know, for the last two years, people have been isolated, haven't been able to hug each other and create oxytocin. But it does happen when you smile, those endorphins are released. And it's hard to be angry when you're smiling. Right, you know, that's true. So it's lifewave.com forward slash keep smiling. You can contact me on Facebook, Simone Kavalheim. You can also, um, I know, as I said, I don't know if you want me to give a phone number. I can give a phone number. It's up to you. And yes. uh, before you do, though, please spell your name so that people, oh. um, if they don't, don't know how to spell it, they, you can tell them. You can look me up at Simone, S-I-M-O-N-E. And the last name is Kavalheim. It's K-V-A-L-H-E-I-M for mother, Kavalheim. You can find me on Facebook. 
And I have a phone number, which is 760-953-9484. But the important piece is to keep smiling. Absolutely. Well, Simone, thanks so much for taking the time to be with me today. And we have so many synergies around caring for and working with older adults, and especially those living with Alzheimer's disease and dementia. And like I said, I am sure listeners learn so much, and I hope they'll be inspired to explore the possibilities as they face challenges associated with this diagnosis, if they recently received one or have someone in their family that has had a diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease. So this has been invaluable for them, I'm sure. Please please join me on the next episode of Senior Straight Talk, sponsored by Active Pure Technology, for more informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon signing off for today, and please remember to like, click, and share the episodes And until next time, stay safe, stay well, and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. Join your host, Phyllis Amon, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms.